Hey, you've made it to Sprayspace, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the Sprayspace podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey, and today I have Rachel with me today, hailing from the sailboat. Um, so happy to have you here, Rachel. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I know. It makes me so happy whenever we get the treat <laughs> of getting to have this, this conversation together. Um, so for the whole month of July, we're doing almost like a summer school theme where we're going back into um, the archives of our blog posts and looking at the most uh, sought after content that we've written in the last few years and highlighting um, some of those those pieces. So this piece specifically that we're focused on today is emoji grammar guidelines. How the heck do I properly use emojis in my social media posts? So. Um, I love this topic. My mom tells me that basically my job is just teaching people how to use emojis and I don't hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you came up with this topic like several years ago Mm -hmm. and we did a little bit of research and there wasn't really much out there as far as like actual guidelines. So we did, I mean, like I said, we did research and we kind of pieced together different, um, I guess, instructions or uh suggestions from different sources and what we couldn't find we got to make up on our own and decide our own guidelines for emoji use so it was pretty fun and people have been referring to this searching for emoji grammar guidelines and referring to this blog post so i'm excited to kind of look back at it yeah it's consistently been one of our most popular ones for a couple years now so that's pretty cool so before we get into the meat of it um Tell me a piece of social media content you've uh, taken in in the last little while that's brought you joy. All right. Well, I saw one literally this morning laying in bed, scrolling before I got up. Uh, It was just like this little baby horse that Mm -hmm. this lady was scratching his bum. And he looked like he was, you know, starting to shed out his baby fur. So he's very itchy, very itchy. And she's scratching his bum and she backs away and he chases after her and gets all spunky and he's like bucking and kind of kicking at her. And then he swings around and backs his butt up to her and she scratches him some more and she laughs and then she steps away and he does it again. And he just (laughs) follows her over and over again, just pushing his butt at her over and over to get her to scratch his bum. Was it my mom? Was it my mom that shared that? Because I I saw that from my mom this morning. So (laughs) maybe it's my mom that you're following. It might be. I don't know where it came from. (laughs) I saw a horse and it was cute. And I saw a social media piece of content that brought me joy. And that was from you. Um, if you're not following Rachel on Mosaic Voyage on Instagram um, or just using her name on Facebook, um, she recently had a really beautiful close encounter with some orcas and uh, sound on listening to that video because <laughs> Rachel sounds like like the most excited child who, who got the best Christmas present of their life watching yep. these orcas. <laughs> It's the uh, the same phrase repeated over and over. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Because <laughs> they were right next to our boat. Like, literally, we could have jumped in the water and touched them. They were like 10 to 15 feet from our boat, which 
is not something that happens often. So it was a pretty amazing experience last weekend. Pure yeah. joy. Pure joy. I just love it. I love that I get to share that kind of thing with my kids. Like, I still, even like in the moment when I'm like super excited and I'm seeing those whales, there's still part of me, obviously, that's mom and like pushing the kids up to the front and trying to get the kids to get to experience it. It's, it's pretty amazing. So. Transferred that joy right from you, right into me from that social media post. <laughs> made me so happy. I was glad that I got it on video. I just pulled out my phone. I was like, I'm not even going to try and do pictures. I'm going to do video so I don't have to really watch it. I can just mm -hmm. try to keep it pointed at them <laughs> and capture the whole thing. And it worked out really well. It was a good video. Well, let's get into emojis. Okay. So I want to start um, a little ways down in the blog post. Actually, I want to start with um, kind of like w emoji placement. Okay. So where do we put emojis? Do we use them to uh, actually be in place of a word? Do we put them at the end of a sentence? What's your standpoint on where we actually place emojis? So there's a couple options really for this. If it makes sense, you can put them in the middle of the sentence right where it you would insert it in. It makes sense for it to go there. Or my personal preference is to put them at the end of the sentence. So you have the sentence, even the end of the paragraph, depending on what it is that you're trying to highlight with the emoji, period, punctuation mark, whatever it is, and then the emoji at the end. And That's a space how I like between the period. Yep. A space. Yes, Don't absolutely. That. Period, space, emoji. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's that's actually how I prefer to do it too. I see a lot of people use it as a way to replace a word and I in the middle of a sentence, and I think that's fine, but it has to be like very literal, right? Yes. You, yep. People should not have to think to figure out exactly what you were trying to say with that emoji. Um, a heart, great example. You could use a heart in the middle if you wanted to, if you're saying I love something or we love something, but but even without that, I, I almost always put it at the end. So, you know, you have your sentence, you have a period, you have a space, you have your emoji um, that kind of amplifies or adds to the message that you're saying throughout the, the text there. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of old school myself. Like, I like to have a proper grammar when I'm writing things. So I it bothers me, honestly, to see words replaced with emojis. Mm -hmm. I know it's acceptable in certain situations, but I like to have the whole si the whole sentence written out correctly and then just have that flare of an emoji on the end. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, so. so what about what about replacing punctuation with emojis? Because there are some emojis like a red exclamation point and a red question mark. What about replacing punctuation marks with those punctuation emojis? Yeah, you absolutely can use them. Um, obviously, that's kind of what those emojis were made for. I don't personally love it. I still like having your regular thing, but I guess I'm an old person. So, you know, that's, <laughs> it is what it is. Definitely. They're there to be used in that, in that manner. Um, so I think that's probably personal preference. I agree. I think it's totally acceptable. I don't like to do it either. Um, and I think why I don't like to do it is maybe I'm on the same vein, right? I was like a, a communications major for journalism. And so it's like, I want things to be done proper. But like you said, I add a little flair. And so, yes. you know, I might use an exclamation point, like a red exclamation point um, 
in a different way. But what I don't like about using it as punctuation is it adds extra space yeah. between the word and where the punctuation mark is. That's exactly it. That drives me crazy, too. <laughs> it's not yep. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of my favorite ways to use emojis is to um, as for bullet points. Okay. So describe how you use them for bullet points. Um, so basically in a blog post that I'm writing or a social media post, um, anywhere that I need a bullet list, I love using emojis and it's generally, um, you can do it, I guess, one of two ways. I do bullet lists sometimes with just the same emoji over and over again, like a star emoji or something like that. Or a green check mark. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you can get the correct emoji to kind of fit with that bullet point, whatever the topic of that bullet point is, that's great. But Mm -hmm. you often don't have an exact emoji that fits with your specific sentence for your bullet point. So sometimes it doesn't work that way. So you can always fall back on just, yeah, a star or the check mark, like you said, whatever it is that you keep consistent throughout the whole bullet list. But yeah, if you can get, if you can get every individual one to have its own thing i think that's pretty premium (laughs) i agree i I honestly think probably three quarters of the time i use just a singular option yeah and i i cycle between like the green check mark is my go-to as a bullet point um for a bulleted list um sometimes if i'm just talking about like cool things like cool features i might use the um the like 100 emoji that's like hundred yeah. <laughs> you know um if i've got a client like i've got specifically a client who does who creates weightlifting equipment i might use the strong arm emoji as mm-hmm. the bullet point yeah um so i end up using bulleted lists in my content a lot you know we we talk to people about having very short form content we want your sentences to be short we want your messages to be clear and concise and so what better way to make a clear concise message than being able to say here are three things you can do. One, two, three, check this out at our website, you know? Um, So I end up using it very, very often. And I think it just creates, especially with emojis as bullet points, it just creates a really nice formatted, beautiful visual um, post on many platforms, on Facebook, on Instagram. I use it on both of those platforms a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I love the look of it. The look of a nice emoji bullet point post is great. It's just so great. Okay, so let's go to something that's a little bit more, um, I guess, sensitive. Let's go to a couple more sensitive topics in nature. Okay, so one is uh, emoji skin tone guidelines. Okay, so um, first of all, if you are the author, uh, your job is to have the emojis match you properly. Okay. Um, and if you don't, if you don't even want to have to kind of get into this conversation and try to figure out what the right solution is, you can always default to the default emoji tone, which is just bright yellow, right? It's not even yep. supposed to represent a human exactly. It's just emoji um, color. It's a smiley face. It's the classic smiley face. Oh, that's tone. true. That's what it yep. is with the pink tongue. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, that's a great default. It's a great default. Um, if you want to go away from the default and do something, you should be writing with um, 
you know, whatever skin tone matches you as the author. Um, I had some people, including myself, you know, as soon as we started to get into um, this bit of a social awakening around uh, race and and that as a social issue in 2020, I started thinking, well, should I start using tones that maybe are a little more what I thought of as <coughs> inclusive? Um, and I got called out a few times because I was using something that wasn't my own um, with the idea that I thought I was being inclusive. But learning and understanding the idea that it should represent you um, was very enlightening <coughs> to me. So, so I think that that's something that everybody can learn a little bit from. Um, if, however, you're wanting to make a statement about your community as a whole, um, then you might choose to use kind of like a, all of the shades, right? You've, you've seen lots of people as they're talking about us and our community, they might use multiple shades of an emoji in a row to kind of denote that, um, that sense of community that is diverse. So that's kind of the experience that I've had with it overall and what I've learned from it. Um, do you have any similar experiences or anything to add to the skin tone for emojis discussion? I don't really. Um, I have stayed kind of out of that conversation, I guess. I just pretty much stick to yellow, <laughs> but I definitely can see the value in the inclusivity of, you know, bringing your community into it and having multiple skin tones on your emojis if you are addressing your community or talking about your community. I definitely see the value. I haven't, I don't know, I don't, I haven't gotten into it that much and I don't know exactly why that is. That's something that I might need to like kind of, you know, personally reflect on a little bit mm -hmm. as to why. I think, but you know, that's some of that growth is always possible there. <laughs> I agree. I think it's it's very unique times where you would use that like multiple hues in a row. You know, you'd have to be saying something yeah. like, like, let's us stand together to do blah, blah, blah. You know, um, us as a community, um, multiple tones, you know, you'd have to you'd have to be referencing an us and be very clear that you're referencing a community if you're doing anything outside of what your own tone is. Yep. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so <clears throat> there are also some emojis that over time have gained some uh, different connotations than what they originally were. Um, what are some of those emojis, Rachel? <laughs> okay, um, so I think you're talking about the eggplant emoji. Okay, yes. And the peach emoji. Yes. And maybe the taco emoji. And even so definitely even sometimes got another the, the newest one I've seen is the like the little splash droplet emoji, <laughs> especially if you were to use any of those in combination, <laughs> we would not want that happening. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that definitely needs to stay off any kind of professional business brand related content. All of that needs to stay tucked away. <laughs> for very specific uses <laughs> <laughs> or just, you know, not at all. I don't know. That's up to you. Yeah. So those are ones that we, personality. that we definitely just want to, uh, there's no reason we really have to use them. Right. Um, so we'll, we could choose other things for food emojis. We could, we could choose other, we could choose other options. Okay. So if you're trying to stay clean and clear 
on your professional posts, let's leave those off. For sure. <laughs> okay. So obviously some reasons that we haven't talked about yet that you might want to use emojis is like to connotate an emotion, right? So, you know, you can say in a post, um, we've got a class coming up next week. We're really excited about it. Or you could say, we've got a class coming up next week. And then you could have a, you know, like a clapping or a really excited face emoji. And then you don't even have to have the sentence that, that dictates your emotion. Um, how often yeah. are you using emojis in that way? Um, I use those kinds of emojis quite a bit for expressing humor. Um, specifically humor and... Uh, sadness, I guess, or anger, you know, the angry face emoji, mm -hmm. um, just those, I guess, base, uh, emotions come through pretty well with emojis. I think, I think humor is one that I do too. Like, I just want to make sure people know it's a joke, <laughs> you know? So can I add, <laughs> yeah. can I add a wink or the can I add, face. uh, you know, a cry laughing face yep. you know something that's like you're supposed to be laughing now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is a really good way to let people know that you are trying to be sarcastic that you're being sarcastic it's kind of supposed to be a lighthearted thing um because that's something that really doesn't come through in text right and especially if you don't know somebody very well yeah those winky face ones are are great for that kind mm -hmm. of thing um are there any specific clients you have that you actually just avoid emoji use altogether? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have found that I use very different emojis for specific clients, obviously based on um, what their field is. Um, but also like I use different ones for uh, the gentleman that we do his LinkedIn posts mm. for mm -hmm. versus um, the female doctor chiropractor that we, you, you know, it's very different tone in the emoji use. And it's kind of funny how it, how it, um, I guess dictates all my, my personal recent emoji use on my phone. Like if a, you, you kind of scroll through social media sometimes and you see those posts that come up and they're like, what are your most six recent uh, emojis uh -huh. that, you know, that's what your life is right now. And I'm like, that doesn't ever work for me because I use so many different emojis in my work that it's, it's never a real representation of my emojis. Yeah, that's true. Because like for me, the green check mark and the strong arm emoji would be like <laughs> number one and two. And what is that? <laughs> yep. Some of my personal favorites that I like to use a lot are, um, of course, the laugh crying face or the sideways laugh crying face. Mm -hmm. I really like the upside down smiley face for like kind of being crazy or um, the one where it's sticking out its tongue and, you know, one eye is kind of higher and it's just got this <laughs> gawky looking weird face. I like that one a lot. Um, I, I use emojis a lot for humor. I think so um, the funnier they are, the better. So we in our guidelines post that we have here, we talk about using them fairly often, right? That you could use, you sh should use emojis in your posts unless there's a reason that your brand values don't align with it. Um, you know, if there are, there's some like mortgage lenders that I've written for where I'm very choosy, you know, cause they're kind of, you know, I don't know, stodgy if you will. So it's like a, ho yeah. a house emoji, a key emoji, <laughs> 
Um, you know, very kind of cool options. Yeah. Nothing too glitzy. Um, yeah. But most of the time using them is a good idea because one, it draws people's eye, just the color and the symmetry that you can achieve, just the, really the aesthetic that you can achieve, yep. uh, as well as the amount of content that you can connotate without having to say words. Um, really helpful reasons. Um, one thing that we would say not to do is like, let's say when someone has commented on your piece of content, um, some people have a habit of like replying with just emojis, like a heart emoji or a thank you emoji. Um, and like, that's not, that's not the best option. It looks spammy if you only comment using emojis. Um, so you gotta just, again, consider them to be flare not to replace content. Yeah. You're still trying to connect with, with your community after all. So if you're, if you don't have anything to say and you're just throwing emojis out there, that's not really getting that connection. You want to get the full connection experience. And I don't think emojis can, I mean, they can't just, they can't take over an actual conversation. There's just, no, they can't replace it. There's too much left to the imagination. You, you're not speaking clearly enough, right? Yeah. Um, another rule that I tell people a lot is like, don't, don't do more than three emojis in a row. Like three in a row is, is one thing. And I think even three is, is sometimes a bit too much, but if you move to four, like, come on, what are you, what, why are you adding four <laughs> emojis? I feel like there is a huge delineation between three and four. Um, am I crazy? Why Why do I think that, that four is so wacko, but three is okay? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm on the exact same train with you there, because I will definitely do three emojis. Two is uh, probably not enough to, to really get the train of thought going, depending on mm -hmm. what it is. Three is perfect, but four is just too much. <laughs> that's just, it's just inappropriate. That's just it's, it's gross. <laughs> um. One interesting way that I like to use emojis is to call attention to something specific. So um, sometimes if I have like a title of a class or something that I'm trying to promote, I will put like a megaphone emoji on each side of the title. So it's almost like brackets around what it is that that I want people to focus on. Um, yeah. Do you find yourself doing that kind of thing as well? Yep, absolutely. Any kind of a headline um, I'll put stars on either side of it or, um, you know, for the denturist that we do, I'll put like a heart and a tooth and then a headline and then a tooth and a heart and you got to have them like, <laughs> like the it. right way. So yeah, definitely. One that I use the most. So the, that megaphone one I use a lot. Um, and then I also use like the sparkle emoji Yeah, and yep. it's as a way to call out information um, it's interesting though, because whenever I type the sparkle emoji, uh, like on my actual, especially if I'm doing it on a computer, it looks way different than when it publishes. So like the draft yeah. of it has like a yellow and a pink and a blue little sparkle. But when it actually publishes on social, it has, they're all like yellow or gold looking. Yep. Um, yeah. It's weird how they're different sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. And it drives me crazy. Because you don't always, sometimes you think it's going to look one way, and then when it publishes, it looks something totally different, and you might not have chose that. 
Um, yeah, or sometimes they'll pop up, uh, and it, and it won't even be colored, right? It'll be like oh yeah, the outline, the just like the grayscale version of an emoji, and that's super annoying. <laughs> so I agree. I don't know what the deal is with that. Somebody needs to get on top of fixing that that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. That kind of glitching is not okay. I agree. I know it's not a glitch. It's just some weirdness in the the coding or whatever it is, but it's, it's almost like translation. It ruins our lives sometimes. It it does <laughs> because it's almost like it's like translation, right? Because there's different codes for different emoji keyboards or so, if you will, you know. Yep. And so what looks one way when it translates on the code to another program often can look different. And so why can't we just get on board with universal emoji keyboards? Yeah, we need it. We really need it. We'll take it to the legislation along uh, <laughs> along with our proper, you know, uh, safety for children and uh, universal emoji Everything keyboards. Everything else. That, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> let's see. What else do I have on here? Um, the only other thing that I was thinking of is I've been working with quite a few... Um, with quite a few different consulting clients where we get to kind of build these intimate long-term relationships. One thing that I see people doing more is almost coming up with their own uh, go-to emojis, right? So uh, you might build your brand around a specific set of emojis and then you can just go back to them all the time. So like for, for instance, that weightlifting company, you know, we use the strong arm emoji and we use the fire emoji a lot. Um, those are our, those are our go-to. Um, we use them in our post content. We use them in our replies to people. We use them when we share things to Instagram stories. Um, so you can kind of build your brand around a specific subset of these emojis, which actually makes the selection process a lot easier. Yeah. I've definitely done that with, with, uh, with the denturist. She's got the tooth emoji and the sparkle heart emoji. And those are pretty much the only emojis that I use in her stuff, but I use them all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like an extra level of branding. Yeah. And I was having a conversation with another consulting client who does countertops, and and we were writing some content for um, a hot, hot weekend that is going to be coming up. And, you know, our post content was like, it's hot outside. We have air conditioning come see what's possible with your countertops at our showroom, you know? And so she's like, okay, so I think we should probably do like fire emoji, ice emoji, um, and sparkle emoji. And she just accidentally, when she did something, she accidentally put in the cockroach instead of the sparkle. And, and to me, it like, my mind blew. And I was like, can you imagine the difference in connotation that would happen with an emoji mistake if you replace sparkle with cockroach? (laughs) You know, they hold a lot of power, these emojis. Yeah, yeah, they do. That'd be like utterly terrifying if you saw that post come out and had the wrong thing. Oh, All the yeah. comments. What do you mean exactly by that cockroach <laughs> emoji? <laughs> what is up with the cockroaches? <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be I, I th- good catch. Good catch on this. I know, right? <laughs> so I'm excited to see what this will look like in another year. Um, the cool thing about uh, emoji grammar is that it's constantly evolving along with the rest of uh, language, you know, as we continue to um, use emojis and as platforms continue to 
evolve on their own, this is going to keep evolving too. So it'll be fun to see in a year, you know, what will update based on what we've updated this year from last year. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool to see how things change over time. And definitely this one will be one to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. I keep just wanting to like say emojis that I could put at the end of whatever sentence you're doing. And I keep having to hold myself back because <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be pretty good for uh for the podcast. I think. <laughs> Okay, so last question of the day, um, as we're still focused throughout the whole year on social media for good, um, I want us to be taking a good look at our own social media habits and behaviors and how we're doing. So um, how's your relationship with social media right now? Um, My relationship with social media right now, I think it's pretty good. Um, I've been working a lot. I've got so much going on with like trying to get the boat ready um, you know, to head south and <clears throat> trying to get everything sorted for transitioning to working less and changing my position. So there's just so much going on. Um, <clears throat> but I have been, I started a new Instagram account for a client and I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, it's not like a normal account that I would normally do, but it's one that kind of feels like coming home for me because it's kind of a lot of how I was raised. Um, so I have found myself playing on that account more than my own stuff lately. And it's just kind of been Mm -hmm. a little bit of a break from normal social media life for me. So it's been fun. My relationship's pretty good. I've given myself a lot of, um, I think, permission to not be working so much on my personal brand stuff and the boat brand stuff. Um, and just kind of taking a break and it's, it's kind of a nice, everyone needs a break every once in a while. And I know I'll come back to it and it'll be fine, but yeah, at the moment I'm feeling pretty good. Isn't it interesting how sometimes, um, the addition of something new, Uh, can bring such energy to our work you know it's like work can be so much and so heavy and hard to deal with but just the injection of something new not even taking anything else off your plate but just the injection of something new can just breathe this new life into all the work that you're doing because you have this kind of new creative outlet yeah I think that um so that account we had to we were planning to do like 20 posts on Instagram for the first month. And then it's going to be like eight posts a month after that. And I think I've already got everything scheduled for like all of next month. <laughs> are you serious? Just because I was just, yeah. I was just like going through it and I'm like, ah, these are so quick and easy and they're fun to look back over the posts that I've done over the past two years. And it's just, it's, it's fun and it's quick and easy. And I can see that it's going to have a lot of impact for that account. So I've just been like, just doing that and like, maybe not putting as much attention on some of the other things that I should have been doing lately, but you know, it'll all work out. <laughs> everything balances, Every everything ends yeah. up balancing anyway. We all know that I'll get it done, so it's fine. <laughs> I have to constantly, my relationship with social media is, um, feels like constant grief because I feel like, <laughs> 
I feel like I have so many ideas and things that I want to do and it's just me killing all of my ideas because I know I don't have any more space to do any more ideas ever. Oh, that's tough. That's but tough. then again, some of the ideas I come up with are things like I would like to have a whole Instagram account that has pictures of of the feet of bears. I don't know if you've ever looked at, <laughs> at bears feet, but like they're very interesting looking. And I think an so are you talking about the front feet or the back feet? Like the back feet that like look okay. almost like they, um, it's like a human foot, but fatter. And, and then there's hair around the outside. It's just so interesting. And they have huge claws. Yes. Yeah. So an entire Instagram account of bare feet. I mean, I think it could be really awesome. But like, when am I going to do when am I going to do an account of bare feet? So I just have to grief that idea out before I even. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't know how um, that would necessarily benefit anything <laughs> other than, I guess, just being there to let Lacey do what she wants to do sometimes. People would love and, it. Yeah. And and there's some there's some gold in that for sure. So I don't know. I don't know that I should encourage you to do a barefoot Instagram account. <laughs> nah. A barefoot. See, bare and foot. that's part of the that's part of the genius of this account is a barefoot Instagram account. And yeah, uh huh. <laughs> well, if you if you end up doing that, you you better let me know so I can give it a follow. All right, I'm not going to <laughs> grieve it now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. I love getting to have forced conversations with you. Um, <laughs> it's just so nice since we don't make time for it in any other space uh, to be able yeah. to kind of be forced to sit down and have one on one time makes me really happy. Yeah, I love talking with you too. Sideways crying face emoji. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this and you want to actually see this content in a little bit more detail, you can go to thinkspry.com, you can go to blogs, and you can search for emoji, um, and you'll be able to find the emoji grammar guide. Um, if you are totally converted to this social media for good idea, like we are, um, next month in August, we will be having a uh, our third social media for good forum of the year, and so we would love to invite you to that. You can sign up for our newsletter at thinkspry.com if you want to get notified when the next forum is. We'll have three awesome guests who are doing amazing social media for good in their own communities um, that you can come and learn from and get inspired by. Um, and we would just love to have you there. So uh, we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Rachel, again, thank you so much for your time. And we hope that everyone keeps learning. We will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This Spry Space podcast was brought to you by Spry Social Media Marketing at thinkspry.com. Edited by Chad Hinman and executive produced by Lacey Fott.